Hey there. Just here to tell you about a couple of ways that you can support this show and others like it across the network. The first is obviously patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Uh, go there and check out the rewards. See if there's a, a level of support that makes sense for you. We've had a, we've had a recent surge in support um, in uh, the past couple of weeks, and it's been amazing to see. Um, but yeah, go there. Check it out. Uh, also, because we know this is a time when people are going to be buying a lot of stuff for gifts and various holidays and secular togetherness times. Uh, I want to remind you about duckfeed.tv slash tip jar, where you can use our uh, special link to go to amazon.com and uh, whatever you buy uh, that gets us a small little percentage, a little kickback doesn't cost you anything extra. Um, and uh, it's a great way to help keep the lights on here. That is at duckfeed.tv slash tip jar. All right, here we go. <laughs> My name is Gary Butterfield. My name is Cole Ross. And you're listening to Watch Out for Fireballs. It is a retro game extra suit. Yes. And this week we are reading your responses to Bastion. This is going to be a kind of a brief extra sode, but uh, uh, people wrote it. What? <laughs> yep. You okay? <laughs> <laughs> but people wrote in. Is what I oh, said. Okay. Yeah, but you swallowing a burp? Like, yeah, no, but, but, no, no, I just, uh, I... <laughs> okay. Uh, worth taking that again, or do you want to roll with it? I... <laughs> let's roll leave it. it up to you. <laughs> okay. let's, let's roll with it. I realized I didn't know how to end that sentence. Okay. <laughs> like, I should have said, this is a brief episode, but we have responses anyway. Because uh, <laughs> people writing in does not con. No, 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 it yeah, really it's... doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah. It's okay. Um, the uh, so yeah, we can we we can roll on. <laughs> roll to me. Uh, so I'll start out with Zachary here. Uh, Zachary says, uh, "I just finished Bastion. And I thought I'd throw in my two cents. I think this game is one of the best examples of how good design and polish can elevate something that is otherwise average. The gameplay is fun, but grows stale as the game goes on. And the longer you play, the more you realize the story doesn't have as much to say as it thinks it does." But the unique and beautiful art design and aesthetic makes this game makes this a game we still talk about. Specifically, the voice direction does a lot of the heavy lifting, obscuring the fact that a lot of the lines that sound like folksy wisdom are often very silly or meaningless truisms. I.e., the only uh, good thing to come out of the past is history. <laughs> uh, still, I'm glad I completed this game, and I'll definitely give the next game, Transistor, a shot. Yeah. That is the only good thing to come out of the past. You can't relive <laughs> it. It plays into the theme. It's not, yeah. <laughs> not fake folksy wisdom. It's weird that even though Rux says that, he still yeah. wants to go back to it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I love it when hypocrisy is built into a character like that. Yeah. <laughs> I, um, I, I think this game says says as much as it seems like it's saying. Yeah. Um, you know, again, I, I, I would point to like the last the end of the episode where it's like it's so short. Mm -hmm. Like if this were like a six novel set that was trying to express the theme. Uh -huh. That it's trying to express that would be too much right but a six hour game i think is the right amount of complexity and ever and depth to comp to express this idea mm -hmm. you know so i i think it is batting at its weight class yeah um and then mechanically that's, <laughs> that's, that's, i'm sorry the weight class is a boxing thing are you talking oh, about no, stick fights okay yeah, I, I i mix up my my, my sports <laughs> that, that was pretty bad. funny sorry um, the uh i so the uh you know and then mechanically that's so subjective that like yeah. It works for me. It doesn't get stale, but I could see, you know, for you, for you, if it does. But I just wonder if, like, does Link's Awakening get stale? You know, like, I guess, you know, that that to me is just like overhead slash 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 too. <laughs> you know, and when I've made those comparisons, because those are tend to be overhead action RPGs, usually people will bring up the puzzles. Yeah. Uh, 
I, I'm working on some like some kind of uh, pieces of it. If I want if I wanted to take the time to replay every Zelda game, mm-hmm. um, which I'm not going to do, but like I feel like there's mileage in the fact that those are not good puzzles. Yeah. In Zelda games, like like you know, light the three torches, kill all the enemies in the room, shoot this specific place on the wall, you know, like hit this lever in this one place, which affects another level. These aren't puzzles. They're puzzles in the way that Sudoku is puzzles. Like it's a task. They're activities. Yeah. So like people are very fond of Zelda because of the activities. Um, there are exceptions. Like there's some kind of complicated puzzles, but it's pretty rare. Yeah. So yeah. like if that's the the design defining line between something like that and this, then like it's not a very thick one, I think. Yeah. The only time so. it breaks away from that really is like with a, like a Majora's Mask where they have so few dungeons they can make them these big uh kind of intricate machines more than anything. Yeah. Like Yeah. It does happen. Like they they do exist. Yeah. You know, like and, and even then though, the puzzle is just spatial reasoning. It's not even like a, a like a puzzle in a traditional sense. It's just can you get a a sense of this big place mm-hmm. and the relation between areas, which is not without value. Like I like that too. Yeah. I I'm looking forward to eventually we will do Medora's mask. I'm looking forward to it. Me too. Um I really want to revisit that. I, but I should add that to the list actually. Yeah, that should that should be there. Um, I feel like that that's a that's a round numbers game, yep. or you know, um, but I I feel like we should uh, you know, like I just I want to think about that when I think about Zelda puzzles because I can't think of a series that is more lauded for something it doesn't actually do that well mm-hmm. than that. This I, this is a straw man I made up who I'm arguing with. Like this is not Zachary's <laughs> response. No, no, it's all. definitely like, not. Even remotely, it's just something I'm thinking about when I when people call this boring. It's like I don't really understand what more you're expect like what you're comparing it to. Yeah. You know, maybe just be a genre that, that people do not like. So. Yeah. Or it's just a, it's a genre that is kind of like outlived, you know, it's outlived what it can do at the base level. And then it has to have this stuff like piled on top of it. Like, yeah, a little really, outdated. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, I could see the argument either way like this. This complicates it with the player choice stuff that kind of makes it more mechanically satisfying for me personally. But everybody has their own values for this. Mm-hmm. Zane writes, I- uh, the first time that I played Bastion, I stayed up until 6 a.m. to see its dramatic conclusion. Playing again for the show, I see a couple of cracks in what I still consider to be an excellent game. My main problem is the pace of weapons and their upgrades. Although your power grows to match the game's growing challenge, it does not become clear until too late that it isn't a game where you're supposed to upgrade your weapons evenly and use all of them on a single playthrough. This isn't bad, but the way that new weapons and upgrade materials are given to you makes makes it seem like you're supposed to give them all equal weight. When doing uh, that will make the latter stages much more difficult. Maybe playing twice, focusing on four or five weapons each time is the way to go. Yeah, I'm kind of curious about this because the way upgrades work, um, we, we talked about the materials, like the something stringy yeah. kind of thing. But um, the other, so that's the main resource for materials. The other resource is money. Mm-hmm. Money is not actually that hard to come by. So when you're upgrading your weapons, it's pretty rare that you're upgrading a weapon at the expense of another one. Right. Like I usually it's like, oh, I can I can keep most of my weapons almost as upgraded as they need to be. So I'm kind of curious if it's possible if Zane didn't, you know, uh, do as many of the uh, the rem- remembrances or what have you uh, might have had like more of an issue with money than I did. Mm-hmm. So it became more of a, a resource scarcity thing yeah. than it was for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I, I think that what Zane concludes, though, is that like, hey, pick maybe like three or four weapons that you really, really enjoy. I, I think that they're distinct enough that like I just gravitated toward the things that felt best. Like mm-hmm. I, I didn't, I didn't see fit to force myself to play with a weapon just because it was there. I was kind of like, you know, this is, this is my machete. There are many like it, but it is mine. Yeah. You know? Yeah. 
Um, I mean, I do agree that there's something going on there that's not quite. Yeah, yeah. The way that new weapons are introduced and the pacing and stuff, there's something kind of fishy there. Yeah. Um, I, I would definitely agree. And the game maybe does not do a great uh, job of it does a really good job of introducing them and crafting situations that teach you about the weapon. Maybe not a great job of teaching you how weapons will fit into the world in general, I think. Mm-hmm. I would buy that. Yeah. Um, and close this out here with Chase. Chase says, I replayed Bastion recently, and while I wasn't captivated by the game at large, I had played it a few years ago, uh, it may just not stand up to multiple plays. What stuck out uh, stuck out to me most was the sound design. The narration is uh, superb, but still second to the music. It stuck with me since the first game, uh, the Slinger song and a proper story, have scored several D&D sessions. Uh, or it stuck with me since the first game. Um, yeah. The first time you'd played is what, is what I mean. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, parenthetical songs from the soundtrack that he has used for D&D. Mm-hmm. Um, while I don't see me firing it up anytime again soon, at least I can always experience my favorite part of the game through the soundtrack. Yeah. Get it. Yeah. Have it. It's a really good soundtrack. It is. Um, I can see a lot of those songs uh, kind of hitting, <laughs> you know, doing really, really well for, for a D&D session. Yeah. The combat music, that Twango <laughs> song. Yeah. Twango Unchanged. I don't, I don't actually know what the <laughs> Twango thing, Unchanged. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, it's got that kind of that low bass thing that is like the beginning of Triple Triad. Oh shit! Yeah, and like that's that's always gonna get me going. God damn, I, I fucking that. love Final Fantasy. It's so much. Me too, man. <laughs> Triple Triad. Like if we if we do that Final Fantasy show, because every Final Fantasy game is getting multiple episodes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a cross between Waff and Bonfire Side Chat. Yep. Um, like doing like a small off week episode entirely on Triple Triad, I think is not out of the question. Oh yeah, like, and, and then turning I love right, Triple Triad, and then turning right, right around and talking about how uh, like Quattro Challenge or whatever is not as good. I sucks so you know? bad. God, is it bad? <laughs> I was so disappointed in that. And like, I like nine a lot. But oh, yeah. like that is, it is the card game is, is so, so, so stupid. Yeah, um, for sure. Um, this is the moment where this is the point in any given show where I remind people, if you've bought anything on humble bundle, uh, go to your library, click the soundtrack tab. You have access to so much awesome indie game music. Like mm-hmm. you you have that you've already bought it, download it, put in, put it into your library and then just listen to it. Yeah. 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 It's a, it's interesting the way that music has like changed now where like I have all that stuff, but anytime I'm listening to music, I'm usually on my computer mm-hmm. and it's very, I just throw up a, like a YouTube playlist. Oh yeah. Like I almost just, you know, I don't, uh, owning music like 100% ceased to be important to me at some yeah. point, <laughs> like in any respect. Yeah. So, and just having access to the entirety of the world's entertainment through YouTube is like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I'm not complaining. It's great. Yeah. But it just yeah. kind of became this thing. Like I did that when I, what did I find out? Oh, I found out that I had had the portal soundtrack that I downloaded when they released it. Oh yeah. Yeah. The songs were for testing. Free. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, when I went to edit it, I was like, oh, I already had this. Cool. Why was I listening to this whole time? And then realized like, oh no, I have listened to it. I just listened to it on YouTube, like while yep. doing work on my computer. Yeah. I, so I'm just real fuddy duddy. Like I haven't, I haven't updated to like streaming music stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah yeah i it works for me but i understand i understand the arguments against it so yeah. the uh you're gonna be the first one against the wall though once the revolution comes 25 <laughs> year old grandpa we fucked. i've got my wax <laughs> cylinders man come on yeah. uh, <laughs> so, so uh, thank you guys very much if you have uh if you have things to say about uh primarily neverwinter nights 2 mm-hmm. and mask of the betrayer uh kind of tangentially if you have things to say about pokemon yellow and very much so if you have things to say about Mega Man 2 and 3, mm-hmm. please hit us up at duckfeed.tv forward slash contact. Yep. Uh, if you want to support what we do, at, not just at the show, but across the network, go to uh, patreon.com slash duckfeedtv. Check out the rewards. See which of those kind of fits into your life. We think all of them uh, pack a pretty big bunch um, in terms mm-hmm. of the value that you're going to get. 
we really appreciate it. It makes a huge difference in both of our lives. Um, and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's, uh, it's it, it pays rent. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have more stuff coming down the way. So, uh, you know, by the time that you're listening to this, there might even have been movement on that as far as pilots for new stuff. Um, there are new shows uh, that have come out of it. We encourage you to check them out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Radio Free Midler World is uh, probably going to be starting up around the time this comes out. Yep. 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 Um, which is a uh, not book by book, but like, you know, several episodes per book examination it, of the Dark Tower. It, it is a literal book club about those yes. books. <laughs> yes. Yep. Um, uh, and Days of Future Cast uh, is uh, Gary and Jeremy Greer talking about the X-Men animated series and then kind of X-Men related media outside of comics. Yes. Uh, Jeremy Greer is a very funny person. Yes. Uh, I like it, that guy an awful lot. And it is, you know, as I get older and I realize, like, oh, that's the primary thing I judge people by. <laughs> like, you know, I like people. I, you know, I want, I require kindness, but that's such a baseline that like, mm-hmm. you know, I don't always notice it. Uh, but my favorite people are, are funny people. And uh, Jeremy's very funny. Yeah. So, um, yeah. And uh, yeah, uh, there are more shows on the way. We're really looking forward to doing them. Um, there's also shows on the network that you have not heard that have been around. You can mm-hmm. buy them on our store. Um, previous patreon stories so if you want to catch up you know you're a new patron mm-hmm. um, or you just want to see what you might be missing uh check that out i yep. recommend if you like abject suffering starting with a uh, 50 cent blood in the sand episode of exquisite suffering yeah which is uh possibly the best episode of that show so. <laughs> yeah for sure yep and those yeah. are at uh, duckfeed.tv slash store there are categories on the left where you can see the individual uh the individual shows if you don't want to look through the entire thing yes um so it's probably a good a good amount i think so uh so, um thank you guys very much for listening and we will see you guys in about uh a week yeah umbasa umbasa <laughs> <laughs>